and welcome to Grade 7's Talk to Experts, a podcast where Grade 7 students talk to experts and find out more about their specialty. I'm your host for this episode, Marissa, and I'm a student at College Park School in Lindminster, Alberta. Before we get to our expert for this episode, I just want to share a little bit about who we are and what we'll be doing in our podcasts. We are a class of 25 Grade 7 students in a non-traditional classroom setting where we are focusing on experimental learning using a STEAM approach. That's STEAM, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. We want to answer that age-old question of why do I have to learn this by directly connecting what we study inside the classroom with the world outside the school. For our podcast, students will be contacting an expert that they know in their lives. This person could be an expert in their profession or job or in what could traditionally be considered a hobby or interest. So without further delay, I am pleased to introduce our expert for this episode, who is an expert on running a FedEx franchise, Taylor Laverick. Welcome. So let's get started by getting to know you. Please tell us about yourself. Um, where do I start? It's kind of a long story. <laughs> um, so I have a family. I have two kids. Um, I live in Alberta, and I run two locations uh, for FedEx, uh, one in Victoria, BC, and one in out of Grand Prairie, Alberta. Uh, I, my hobbies are cross uh, country skiing, snowshoeing with the kids, and skating. Information we're looking for. I could go on and on, but I'll just stop. <laughs> How many people were in your family growing up? Uh, I was an only child, so it's just me and my parents. What is your family like now? Uh, we're very close. I'm very close to both my parents. What do you yeah, guys like? Relationships. Then what do you guys like to do for fun? Uh, Carol and we go sledding a lot. Uh, in the summer, we like to go golfing. Mm-hmm. We just really like just hanging out together. We're pretty close. So where did you live as a kid, and what was that like? Uh, I grew up in Grand Prairie. It was. Pretty good. I had a, I had a pretty healthy, good childhood, but I was ready to leave at eighteen, so I did. But growing up was great. Did you do any sports as a kid? Uh, yeah, I did lots of sports as a kid. I played softball, basketball, volleyball, curling, hockey, ringette. Like lots of them. I can't even remember everything. What was, all of us, yeah. what was your favorite out of all of them? Uh, probably softball. Slash. Softball in the summer, curling in the winter. Did you think you would ever go like farther than just doing it for fun? Uh, yes, actually. I, I had the opportunity to... Uh, I played for a national team out of Edmonton when I was 16, 17 years old and had the opportunity to move on to go further there, and instead of doing that, I decided that I would just coach softball clinics in Alberta. Uh, so I was doing, I worked for Softball Alberta for three years after that, because I just, I didn't think I was quite good enough to actually like go to the Olympics or anything like that. I mean, our whole team was pretty good, but I didn't feel that I had the opportunity personally to actually go further. it. Like, in my home mind, I was told to keep going, but I just chose not to. So what was school like for you when you were younger? Uh, it was 
I wanted to be out doing stuff, not sitting in the classroom. It was hard for me, and I barely got to it. Yeah, here. It was touch and go for a long time, but I did it. What was your favorite subject? I did math. <laughs> uh, I don't know. English, maybe, if I had to pick one. I, I guess I would pick English. So what do you remember about grade seven specifically? <laughs> Boy, that was so long ago. <laughs> well, I went to Montrose in grade eight, and I don't know. I remember I didn't make the JV basketball team or the senior or the senior basketball team, so I had to play. I didn't make the eighteen, so I had to play eighteen. That's literally all I remember. So great. <laughs> So can you tell us a little bit about your area of expertise? Uh, you mean in the FedEx department? Um, so I've been doing FedEx for almost 20 years. Uh, it's, a, it's an evolving business, just like every business evolves over time. Um, we are contractors with FedEx, so they, but the problem is, is that they kind of dictate everything that we do because we are grounded by them. So, uh, I think probably the most expertise I have in FedEx world is just that I've been, I, I've been doing FedEx literally since it started in 1995. So I, I, I've watched it evolve and I know everything that they're looking for and I keep, I keep trying to evolve with them. It's hard sometimes, but I think probably if there's an advantage I have over any other FedEx ground contractor is that I've literally seen it from the start till now. So I'm going to invite Addison to ask her question. Hi, my name is Addison, and when did you want, uh, know you wanted to do this? Uh, I didn't know I wanted to do it. I started, I was actually going to college in uh, Oregon, and my roommate at the time was working at FedEx, and she was like, we need people, come work here, and I went. I went there to work just as a as an actual employee, like loading trucks. And then I get I was given the opportunity to become a contractor, and I literally just fell into it. There wasn't a time when I was like, "Oh yeah, this, I love this. Let's just do it." It just kind of fell into it. Thank you. So, what does a typical day look like for you? Uh, first at 5 a.m. Uh, because I have two locations in different time zones. So I wake up in the morning, and so we have to, we have the power to allocate for each driver, because I have 17 drivers. So we have the power to allocate what areas those drivers take on each truck, and I, I manage those in the morning based on who, just so that I can try and even out their work day on how much work each one each because I don't want somebody going out a lot in the morning. So I start in the morning, I allocate all the drivers to what they're doing, and then through dispatch, so my, my, my busiest times are actually from 5 a.m. until 8.30 or 9 o'clock in the morning. Because I literally go into all drivers, FedEx staff, everything at that time. And then I get a bit of a break for an hour or two. And then I just steal phone calls from drivers pretty much all day long. Until the last one logs out, and then I can sit down. So now I'm going to invite Dallin to ask her question. Okay. 
Hi, my name is Dallin, and what is the biggest struggle that a small business owner faces? Uh, probably the employees, keeping them motivated to work for you and keeping them happy and making sure that they get everything they need so they keep coming to work. And employees are definitely the hardest part. Thank you. Has there ever been a time where you felt discouraged as a FedEx franchise owner, and what made you want to keep going? Uh, once a week, I feel discouraged. <laughs> I, but I have so much So the weather sets you back like in the winter more. So what would like a weather condition set you back in summer? None. <laughs> That's why summer is so easy. That's why my what is Victoria. I have great success in Victoria because there's literally nothing that stops us from delivering that. Like maybe one or twice a one or two times a year it might freeze and rain, but that's about it. Whereas here in Grand Prairie. It's the challenges of the different packages and the amount of snow that we get and the freezing temperatures that we get. It's a lot harder. So when summer rolls around, I just say big, giant grass. So thank goodness, winter's over. I'm now going to invite Breton to ask his question. Okay. Hi, it's Breton. How do you manage your employees? It's oh, a great question. Um, it's, it is challenging to keep them motivated, and as much as I can say it, I actually do think that what motivates them the most is I actually go, I go in and I step the truck every once a week at the minimum, two times a week, just so that they can see when their when their when their leader is doing the same thing they're doing, they they are way more motivated. And of course, bonus money always talks a little bit, but that's pretty much what it takes. Thank you. Have you ever struggled to find like drivers for FedEx? Yes. And when I struggle, that means I have to. And there's times I, I'll go out to because I'm short two drivers for whatever reason. You know, somebody quits or somebody's sick, especially in COVID, it's like everyone seems to be getting COVID at the same time. It's challenging, but somehow I, you know, I have I have a pretty good, I have a few backup drivers and stuff like that. But I haven't, I mean, I had to go to Victoria two weeks ago and deliver for almost two weeks because we, we had a driver down with COVID and another one kind of injured. And like, so that's, that's basically my role. If all the drivers are healthy and good, I don't have to drive, but when they're not, it's me that goes in and cleans it all up. 
So can you tell us about an experience where you were unsure, but you chose to participate anyway and gave your best effort? Um, well, like I said, when I was in Victoria, I went to the school and I actually was speaking, right? And FedEx told us that we didn't have to deliver that day, but that doesn't stop the packages from coming to us. So I rallied my team there, and we went out and did as much as we possibly could, just to make the next day a little less painful. So I didn't act, I didn't have to this day, but I chose to because I thought it would be for the government of the team. How has COVID affected your job? Oh, uh, I mean, everybody sat at home and ordered everything online. Like, it, it skyrocketed what we were doing. Um, no one wanted to leave their house, so they were ordering. I mean, we were delivering toilet paper and toothpaste and water. Like, we were delivering everything nobody wanted. So, you know, we have a couple big accounts like that. Like, there's a Walmart account, there's a Costco account. So, when people sit down and order Walmart and Costco, everything comes to us. So we're literally delivering people's everyday goods. And for us, it was, I mean, it was, it was possible for this I'm now gonna invite McKinley up to ask her question. Hello, um, what was the most funniest experience um, that a worker, a worker ever told you about? The, sorry, the most what? Funniest. Funny. Uh -huh. uh, um, gosh, I've had a few of those. I've had to what would be the funniest thing? Uh, I'm sure it's probably involving a dog of some sort. Because I had I had a few of them, but I had I had a, a driver pull into the country yard one time and he opened his door and all four dogs jumped in his truck and would not get out. It's <laughs> like what are these dogs need to be saved from? Because they did not want to get out and no one was home. And he called me and he didn't know what to do. And he was a kind of a little bit afraid of dogs to start with. So I actually had to drive out there and coax the dogs Thank you. In your opinion, what makes someone an expert? I think experience, probably. Uh, the desire to learn, the desire to want to do better. Uh, the desire to constantly improve the operation and what you're doing. I mean, I think experience is, is, is probably the talk, but the other ones are probably equally as important. So do you consider yourself an expert? Uh, I consider myself pretty knowledgeable. I do, I think I could be an expert if I put just a little more time, but I, I choose not to think of myself that way because I try and, 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 and spend a little bit more time with my family and not actually believe that it's like it's hard sometimes. When I was younger, I would definitely say maybe I was a bit more of an expert because I didn't have anything to pull my focus away from FedEx, but now I do. So, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little less than that. What do you think failure has to do with success? 
well, I think you have to fail to understand what success means. Because you have to have both sides of every possible scenario, because otherwise it's just like being mad or happy. You have to you have to experience both of them to understand what each of them means to you. So I feel I feel it's super important to fail so that you understand how success feels. Because how do we know what success feels if we don't know the other side? Can you tell us about a time when you did fail and how had it helped you? Uh, I have decent plans in place, but I have I've had days here and there where you know we failed because I had two drivers calling sick, two or three drivers calling sick one day. Um, I mean, like I said, I have, I have pretty good plans in place. I don't, I don't feel very often, but you know, the, the couple times that I have felt, it, it doesn't feel very good because you feel like you have everything under control and you feel like no matter is going to succeed. But when you don't, you go home and talk with your, you know, your wife or your husband or your partner or whatever, and you sit there and go, how, how can I avoid this feeling for future? And you rehash it and maybe make changes and maybe just, okay, sometimes you just fail. It's okay. Because failure is not, it's not a bad word. You just kind of sit there and go, could I have done something different? Could I have done it better? And on this one particular day, there was literally nothing to do. So you just accept failure and move on to the next day. Tell us about someone who you looked up to when you were younger. Something that they said to you that just made you want to keep going in your sport? That's a, that's a, that's a little bit of a tough one, but when you have what do you think you need to keep going? It gets better. Uh, the older you get, the more experienced you feel and more confident you feel as you get older, and the more often you do your skill, your sport, and your business. It, it, it's impossible not to feel motivated that hey it's getting better it's getting easier all those things that you do for muscle memory and athletics visualizing when you have people telling you to constantly do that it's pretty hard when and then you look at their success and the success that they've had it's hard not to just want so now i'm just gonna open the mic to my classmates Hey, I'm Brett. My question is, what was one of the funniest excuses you got from an employee? For not coming to work? Yeah. 
Thank you. Hi, I'm Carter. Um, how do you manage a business when you're not physically there, like being in Grand Prairie but owning the Victoria franchise? Hi, my name's Julia, um, and I was wondering what the biggest uh, or weirdest package uh, you had to deliver is. Uh, we delivered, actually recently, I thought it was pretty crazy, we actually delivered some airplane tires and airplane propellers for a very small thing. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, hello, my name is Liam, and what was the lo your longest day like, and how did you handle it? Thank you. Hi, I'm Jackson. And um, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing as your career? Thank you. Hello, my name is Gwen, and my question is, any advice to girls that have or are considering entering a male-dominant field? Uh, I think the most the best piece of advice that I can give to girls is that you, if you have others, yes. you have others, and that you should be happy with
Thank you. Hello, it's Brenton again, and I wanted to know what exactly do you do in your line of work? Thank you. Um, I'm Aiden, and what are the advantages to being a franchisee compared to being an independent delivery business owner? Uh, so the great, so one of the great things about FedEx is being a franchisee is that you literally don't have to do any advertising. So our business just goes organically, and we don't have to do anything to make sure that that is successful. So, you know, FedEx does all the advertising, they do, they, they, I mean, but we don't have to do anything except to just literally show up and deliver packages. And I think that in the big, they're like a, a small delivery company, I think you're always going out looking for accounts, you know, trying to get people to ship with you. Whereas FedEx, they're just automatically finished. And FedEx is constantly going out with big customers. And so therefore, it's not it's nothing I have to worry about. Okay, thank you. Hi, I'm Brody, and my question is, what was the first place you went to de to deliver a package? First place. Uh, the first place I ever had a truck drive is just not going to Thank you. So I just have one more question for you. So what is your favorite part of owning a FedEx? Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of work for FedEx. Uh, it's, it's a privilege in my mind because it's, it's a worldwide brand and I, I often feel very grateful that they have allowed me to be a contractor for them for so long. Because FedEx has a pretty good name in my mind, out in the world. And I feel proud on a regular basis to have. I, I, own, I own 18 trucks and they've all got FedEx branding on them. And I, I often have a lot of pride over that. I, you know, I want to take a picture of my fleet and send it to everyone I know, but I know that's super cheesy and I'll never do it. <laughs> so, you know, I have a lot of pride in that. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel good about the fact that they want me to be Thank you for coming, Taylor, and I hope you have an awesome rest of your day, and we learned a lot about owning a FedEx franchise. Thank you to my classmates for the questions, and thank you, listeners. Have a great day, and stay tuned for the next episode. We'd love to hear from you. Send your questions, show ideas, or any other feedback to talkingtoexperts at gmail.com.